If you follow this podcast, you will know that many years ago I bought gold as a hedge against what I foresaw as a huge increase in inflation. I was right, and currently gold is hitting all-time high, passing more than $2,100 per ounce. My investment is up more than 35%, but that only actually covers the inflation here in Eastern Europe, which has been raging for the last few years. But from this point on, I expect to actually profit from my investment in to gold, meaning that I will make more money than the inflation itself. Gold is ticking upwards to 2,500. That was my bet all along and now it is moving faster than ever mainly because the market expect interest rates to go down next year and china keep buying gold in huge piles that story is a much longer story we'll not dwell about that story in uh, this podcast but it's related to brick it's related to yuan it's re uh, related to oil moving away from the petro dollar making gold very interesting silver is an absolutely interesting uh, item as well much much cheaper than gold and you can easily buy physical silver and keep it at your home either as coins or bars and it follows gold uh, strongly but a bit more volatile we are heading into week 49 you're listening to the stock US podcast trading tips with jim and Last week, Nasdaq again managed to push in green, ending the week at 14,305 points after being up almost 0.4%. Nasdaq keeps pushing its overbought as overbought as I ever seen Nasdaq, but it keeps pushing its good in one sense because it's building up support below, but it is uh, defying all natural laws. Nasdaq should have had a correction uh, as is. Doesn't have to be that big, but it should have been. Now it just keep pushing, reminding us how markets can move when they are overbought and when they are oversold. When they're oversold, they can continue downwards for a long time. When they're overbought, they can just keep continuing upwards. Something Nasdaq currently is doing. But every expert out there agrees that the market is really heated as we speak. This week, tons of economic data will come out and some of it may affect uh, Nasdaq. Uh, and uh, it's mainly the Fed talk. Fed will have meeting uh, in, uh, not this week, but next week, I think it's the 13th. Wednesday the 13th, but already now we will start to get small signals. Fed talked last week and said that we shouldn't be too sure about uh, rate cuts yet or not increasing the interest rates because everyone is betting that the interest rates will go, uh, go down uh, in 2024 and that on the next Fed meeting, next meet, it will remain unchanged. If uh, interest rates is being uh, hiked up, it should hit the market hard. And the market is paying uh, attention to all and everything that can give a slight indication of what Fed uh, and Powell will do. And uh, a lot of ice is uh, poked at working numbers. So the, they are the big thing is uh, 
the, the labor market uh, uh, getting a little softer, not pushing as hard. We know that the job market's been extremely good holding up salaries, holding up the buying power, but lately showing signs of cooling off. And this week uh, there will be monthly job numbers. They are expected to come in. Uh, the unemployment rate is expected to come in at 3.9% unchanged from last month. So that's one of the first numbers that you will get. On uh, tomorrow you will have the job opening numbers and they are expected to have a slight decline down from some 9.5 to 9.3 million. It will continue on Thursday where you will have the jobless uh, job claims number and they are expected to increase from 280,000 to 221,000 from last week. So these are numbers uh, that uh, and a few other things you will have um, factory orders, durable goods numbers will come today, but they shouldn't be uh, enough uh, to move the market too hard. The ice will be pointed, as I said, in uh, these uh, inflation-related numbers because they will decide what uh, Fed does. We're getting to the end of the year, and very, very often, historically, the end of the year is good. So Nasdaq may still continue on a hard rally. Dow Jones did much better than uh, Nasdaq last week, up 2.42% for Dow Jones, ending the week at 36,245 points. Beside uh, job numbers and other inflation numbers, there is still a lot of uh, court results coming out, week, coming out this week. And uh, many of these will uh, for sure affect the, the, the individual stock. Some of them have the potential to push even the market a little bit. A lot of eyes will be uh, on how they are doing. And before telling you uh, a few of the companies that will have court results this week, uh, I saw on our Discord channel someone talking a little bit about how they missed uh, on the bet for the court results. Because you can put your bet on court results because usually stocks move very fast up and down. And then I will just remind you that if you go to stockinvest.us, uh, type in your ticker, you will have... Uh, we have made an overview of how the stock moves before, during and after court results. Some follow a very, very common pattern and you can trade on this. Uh, and there is other information you can use. In general, uh, it is uh, a way to uh, absolutely make money. But you should know that, for instance, if you put on a stop loss and you think that you are safe, uh, stocks after quarter results because they usually come before market open or after market is closed can cause a huge difference on the opening this week uh, neo for instance will have uh, quarter results tomorrow and if they are bad neo may uh, open uh, far below your stop loss and it will not work seen this many many times stock having terrible quarter results opening up uh, down 20% happens all the time. And in a few cases, uh, you have the opposite, where they open extremely strong up. That's the name of playing quarter results. 
Some of the quarter results uh, and companies coming out uh, this week is actually many of these companies that grew hard during COVID period, like GitLab uh, will be uh, today. Asan uh, will uh, come tomorrow, uh, and I think, uh, yeah, I think on I saw on Thursday we'll have Dukusai. These companies they made so good money acquiring tons and tons of customers during COVID. But we can see they are slowly starting to fade off as customers are saving money. Subscriptions are going uh, down. Subscription prices are going up, but the amount of subscribers are going down. People are starting to save more and more. And these services was excellent when you didn't have to go to your office, but uh, losing some of their validity as more and more people are heading back to offices, starting to become a policy again. Tomorrow will be followed also by Autosun, JM Smoker, and uh, as I said, you will have the uh, numbers for NIO. Personally, I'm invested into NIO. So far, it's not been the best journey of all, and I'm very, very, uh, not very, very confident that it will be the best day for NIO tomorrow either but as warren buffett says that uh, sometimes you have to endure if you believe in something strong you have to be ex uh, be expecting a downturn as a part of the investment the smart one would just uh, of course do the opposite sell and uh, rebuy more later i am stuck in a solid new position was quite heavily in plus currently sitting with some losses the reasons why i believe in neo is because i believe in the ev market but you should know that the resistance against ev is growing all over this has to do with the decline in economies several economies are in the recession everyone is expecting that the us also will be in a recession actually us was one of the few countries changing definition of uh, recession a recession because uh, uh, normally and everywhere else for sure in europe two quarters of declining uh, gdps and you consider it to be a recession now uh, the question is how big will it be but most are expecting for a mild recession in us in 2024 I wish we could speak a lot more about these things because there is one thing that you see on the papers and another thing is what you uh, see actually and if you ask about recessions of fed says there will be no recession but i saw a survey where i think it was 88 percent of all the major ceos and they should know the ceos of the major companies they should know the the how things looks based because they have total control over all their numbers, how their organization is doing, how the sales, the revenues and the profits are doing. And 88% of them says that uh, they believe it will be a recession. Now you may think, so should I just leave, uh, get out of the stock market? You have to remember, and I pointed this out several times in the podcast, that the stock market is long, long before uh, the economic market. A lot of these things are already discounted into the prices. Uh, and for sure, for many companies, you have to remember that most of the gains this year in the markets is not driven by uh, the average stock. It's driven by a magnificent seven stocks, the big, big seven stocks. And most other stocks actually had a bad year. 
When uh, so there is a lot discounted into the price of these companies, and that is why, for instance, I slowly is moving over to companies that hasn't performed as good this year, as I see them as more safer. Uh, if market will take a small dive, I think they will fall less, and they will have a huger uh, and a greater upside than some of these stocks who now are up three, four hundred percent over the year but market uh, as i said uh, a lot of these things are priced in and a lot of these things are of course priced into the pe number so uh, we have to see how they develop because they tell a little bit how much overbought the market is but for many stocks just to end that uh, on that note for many stocks uh, i believe recession and bad times are way discounted into the price and I think they will do very good up. One company I keep mentioning, which hasn't done very well, is America, but uh, they keep posting better and better quarter results. Uh, stock is not moving at all. Interesting case, cases indeed. So uh, a lot of quarter results uh, coming out this week. Some of them will, uh, of course, affect the market uh, game. Stop, who maybe everyone's remember from the big uh, meme two years ago. We'll have on Wednesday GameStop been moving quite much lately. Together with the uh, ChargePoint, another EV uh, thing. And uh, uh, about that EV, so we don't uh, put any loose ends here. The future, uh, what I wanted to say is that more because of economic downturn, more and more are turning away from EV because uh, uh, it is not as profitable yet. It's a high cost, and especially when electric cost, energy cost been sky high. So a lot of the incentives uh, for EV has fallen away. If you go to countries like Norway, in the beginning you had super cheap uh, electricity, toll booths were free, you could drive in the bus lane. There was so many uh, perks related to EV uh, stimulus. And now they are being cut one by one uh, because the economy is not good enough to support all this. By the way, Norway is still high up on uh, countries buying uh, electric vehicles. But even in the United States, you see uh, lots and lots of resistance against this governmental push for EV. So this push is coming, uh, EV has faded a little bit away, you love your uh, gasoline or diesel car uh, driving without concerns of running out of electricity because uh, range uh, etc has been very short on EVs but these things are being sold as we speak. I see longer and longer battery ranges and the future will be green but it might be years before we are back on the EV train. My bet is that we will be... Uh, earlier on but if in the future I cannot see how uh, we will sustain uh, running on uh, fueled cars maybe uh, hydrogen who knows but for sure diesel uh, and fossil fuel should uh, uh, have diminish in um, in, in scale it should go down EV should take much more of the market and the question is which one of these companies will be the best we know that the major companies GM uh, and uh, these other car manufacturers they have tried but are not making money on their EVs 
yet and some of them even scaled back leaving room still for tesla neo and a few others but the future may hold other names the thing is i still believe electric vehicles will be the future batteries are getting better everything is getting better and uh, it is more or less a question about timing i might have to sit and wait this one out thursday as i said duke uh, sign will uh, have good results then Robinhood, another popular uh, company and dollar general looking at buy and sell signals because the question is how will this uh, week move and uh, if you're a new listener you should know that for uh, i think we're heading into the fourth week where i've been wrong because i'm expecting a correction at nasdaq and nasdaq been just pushing upwards upwards i was on a very very long streak being correct and when nasdaq got way overbought my bet was that uh, nasdaq should have a reaction down but Nostock, as I said, managed 0.38% plus last week. I might be wrong uh, again this week. We'll see. In a few minutes, you'll know exactly what I think will happen this week. Back to the signals across all stocks that we analyzed. 39% has buy signals. And these are starting to become very, very high numbers. 44% of the stocks at Nostock has buy signals the last time we had a somewhat not crack but very huge fall very fast and huge falls over a few days nasdaq hit 47 but if we go to new york stock exchange 55 percent of the companies are showing buy signals it is way too high but you have to know this when things are overbought they can continue it can Nostock can easily rally to 16,000 points. I've seen all of this before. I'm just telling you that naturally, naturally, there should be a correction down. And one of the ways that I play this game is that I make sure that I'm not overexposed. I want to be in if market continues down, but if it takes a fall, uh, and now, uh, right now, I would say the uh, risk ratio is not on the buying side. There is a higher uh, chance of a fall then continuous upturns so that means that i will be a little bit how i plan my things where i set my stop losses and how much i'm uh, exposed to the markets i balance this much uh, differently but uh, then when markets is oversold and i usually have higher exposure trying to get bigger growth New York Stock Exchange, as I said, 55% buy signals up from 36% last week. London, 32%. Uh, Tokyo actually fell a little from 25 to 22, while Chess in China was up from 34 to 37. All these numbers are on the higher end, and I had a look at the Nasdaq chart before uh, starting the podcast showing overbought overbought but with good support below and this was the one thing i mentioned a few podcast backs if we are lucky we will have nasdaq moving sideways building up support below when the correction comes, it will not be too deep and we can have a fantastic end of the year i hope i'm wrong uh, but again i will bet for uh, a fall in the market that nasdaq will be uh, lower by the end of the week than the start of the week i have a hard time to see things push continue to push hard upwards but you never know uh, and you shouldn't take my word for it use more sources than me 
I, as I said, been wrong four weeks in a row after a long, long streak of being correct. You may ask, so how did your trades go, Jim, during these weeks where you were wrong? Well, I was not able to really take advantage of the uptrend in the market. But in general, uh, my stocks follow the market upwards and even more so. The only portfolio which hasn't moved very well is oil. And maybe, as you know, oil been, uh, was up around 85, now been uh, trading under 80, currently sitting at $74 after being down $1. My oil portfolio hasn't moved as I hoped during this period, but it hasn't lost as much either. The thing is that uh, oil, uh, th there is so much going on on oil, uh, so I might have to think about uh, repositioning my uh, oil portfolio, but I will not do it yet. It hasn't, as I said, performed as well. But when market go up, my exposure is such that in most cases I go up as well. And last week I told you uh, that um, Footlocker, I have Footlocker, I bought Footlocker quite cheap. And if you followed what happened to Footlocker, had an amazing strong uh, week last week, was up, I think, 25% in a single day last week. So Footlocker made me quite nice green pile of profit, meaning that I can stand the loss if that will be the case during the week. Gold, as I mentioned over and over again, keep pushing upwards and uh, I am exposure to gold. I will continue to be exposure to gold and I believe gold will be at $2,500 sooner uh, rather than later. And many of you might be tired because you've been speaking for gold so long. But the main topic here is uh, it was the right choice. It was indeed the right choice. It hasn't moved uh, too much, but it was the right choice. And as I told you, I didn't want to be too exposed in the market because the market is way too volatile. There was much, much, still way too much geopolitical things happening. I didn't want to sit fully exposed in the market just to wake up full-blown war with Iran, stock markets crashing like crazy. I didn't want to be in that position. I wanted to be in a position where I can handle and utilize when big, big opportunities come. And right now there is, as I see it, no strong opportunities in the markets. There is a lot of pick opportunities, but the market is, uh, in my opinion, a little overbought. So there is no guarantee if you put in money. These were the situation when COVID hit or some of these major falls. Uh, where I say that now market is oversold, this, the voice signals is way too low. You can just put in because here it will turn. And as you notice, they turned over and over again. We might miss the bottom sometimes, we might miss the top sometimes, but we keep doing uh, okay. And sometimes not being the absolutely best is totally fine because the very best very often also take the hugest losses. That's a little bit about investing. Now, uh, I bet for a red market this week, doesn't have to be by much, by the way, like last week I said, doesn't have to be by much, but my guess is that market will have a tougher week this week. Now, uh, 
before uh, we go to the $1,000 challenge uh, and the end of the podcast, I just want to share a little bit with you about dividend. I've been looking quite much into dividend uh, lately simply because it's extremely popular, but uh, I also wanted to try to figure out which companies uh, are the best choices uh, for dividend. And you have to look at different things. Not only what they paid out this year, because that will make your list look very, very strange. You have companies that have either been bought up or gone bankrupt to do a one one time huge uh, dividend and then of course show up as huge dividends by Signature Bank was one of them. So looking at this, trying to make uh, algorithms to find which stocks uh, are the best uh, places, stocks or ETFs are the best places to invest for a more secure dividend, looking a little bit about how much money are they making, how are the revenues, the profit margins moving, uh, because that will give you an idea about how things move forward. By the way, doing this algorithm on Boeing, company like Boeing, so Boeing show, uh, my algorithm shows that Boeing have a high chance of getting back to dividends again after not paying dividends for the last two, three years. Very interesting and very nice to see and uh, uh, mainly based on Boeing doing quite much better. Boeing being a good case indeed, uh, just not only as dividend, but also uh, as stock. Quick uh, roundup here, just mention a few companies um, uh, at New York Stock Exchange, Nasdaq, and a few for you Norwegian followers. In the US, Gladstone Investments been found as one company that uh, do very good on dividends so far, paid 17.6% uh, 17 uh, dividend this year, last year was 7.5% dividend and having good good uh, books agn investment corps of course many of these are investment corps uh, or uh, similar is another one up 12.6 percent uh, dividend last this year and paid 9.32 percent last year and your oxford square capital prospect capital corps many of these are paying solid solid dividends if you look uh, how they pay many of them pay uh, monthly even monthly dividends horizon nasdaq uh, 100 uh, is another of these 11.8 percent dividend uh, so far this year last year 9.82 currently paying 16.7 cents every single month in dividend these uh, are uh, stock at uh, new york stock exchange uh, sorry nasdaq and new york stock exchange uh, are many of the same types of companies i mean that there are uh, either income funds or anything but pimco dynamic income fund have paid 12.9% this year. Last year was 12.6%. Steady monthly, monthly income. You may wonder where can I find this list. You can go to getagraph.com, my site where I develop things which later will be integrated into uh, Stockinvest if we find them good enough. There you will find the ultimate dividend list where I list uh, the companies uh, and I give them a score and a ranking as well, trying to rank them 
in the order of most uh, safe. Orchid Iceland Capital is another one, 15.17% uh, uh, dividend so far this year, last year 10.6. We see this, that uh, the best ones, they have upwards to 20% uh, dividend, meaning companies that doesn't just do a one singular dividend payment, but keep paying year after year. Uh, so they are... Uh, up there 15 20 percent which is a strong return some of the reason why i mentioned this is because maybe if you keep losing money month after month uh, year after year on stock trading and uh, uh, maybe you start to realize that you are not cutting carved for trading there is many other ways to invest your money for growth and dividend is one of them one very good way to utilize dividend is to monthly uh, payments into dividend paying funds and uh, if you're lucky have a dividend uh, uh, that pays 20% every year if you're that lucky most of you should expect 10% your money doubles quite fast but before going to the $1,000 challenge let's just have a quick look uh, at Oslo Stock Exchange so with com which companies uh, have my system rated uh, as the best on the top is American Shipping Company paying 66% dividend this year. Uh, last year was 14% and the books looks very good. A bit odd case there. On the second company is an energy company, Vor Energy AS uh, paying 13.6% so far. Last year was 11.10% and uh, the revenues, uh, the financials are looking very good. Meaning that the system expects also dividends to keep uh, being paid. Then you have Ukea, uh, Sparbanken, Sør, uh, that's a bank, uh, saving bank, Sør uh, is another one. Even though it only paid 4.55% so far this year, it's a steady, steady payer. Last year was 5.5%. In general, I can tell you that uh, my system tells uh, that dividends will not be as lucrative next year as we move forward. A lot of things happening in uh, the books and that is why you should keep your eye on quarter results are showing less and less profit margins. And this is, again, some of the reason why 88% of the majors, uh, CEOs in the major companies thinks a recession is coming and that it will be harder than most people think. Now you've been waiting 30 minutes for the $1,000 challenge and it's uh, going two weeks back about TK. Uh, I wanted to be somewhat safe, so upside in uh, oil, but oil being battling and not uh, really doing anything. Bought TK at 7.04, currently sitting at 7.05. I was up uh, in somewhat okay profit, didn't take it then. Currently only 0.14% profit. I told you uh, that I would to end this year because we are sitting now like 14, 15% profit in total on the $1,000 challenge that I started this uh, this fall, not doing more than the market, being playing a little bit too safe. And I want to double the money before Christmas if I can. And I told you I will take more risk in the last few weeks ahead of us. I'm going to change out TK, I'll sell TK uh, today 
go into a new stock and see if I can do something there. By the way, TK, I believe TK will do very good over the next five weeks. So if uh, you wonder why I will go out of TK, well, uh, this is a challenge where I aim to grow as fast as I can and uh, I will have to try to do it. It's for me just for fun. This someone I easily can lose. Uh, wouldn't think twice about it. But if this is uh, a huge part of your investment, you should think two, three, four times before following uh, my tips. Because now we are getting into more and more risk. Repair Therapeutics is the stock I want to try uh, this week. Uh, and this may be a gamble. I'm gambling that the support below will hold, that it might push upwards to 7. It's currently sitting at 532. It smells indeed, knowing that there is a hard, uh, fair chance that market will be bad this week. It smells a little bit too risky, uh, but uh, if I might be wrong this week, I think maybe uh, it should be able to push upwards. Looking at the chart, this stock can easily fall to 450. It can easily, easily, easily fall 20% in a single day. Do not uh, uh, think that this will just be straight to heaven because this can easily fall back that way. At the same time, on the upside, it is very little res resistance about some resistance around uh, 550. But after that, it should be clear path up to seven, even eight dollars. That's what I'm gambling on, uh, that the huge buy signals from the relation between the short and the uh, long term moving average will hold the volume formation. I like it somewhat. The volume fell on the last trend day. The stock remains somewhat unchanged. Meaning that if we get back to a little bit of volume, I think the stock should push upwards. The ticket is RPTX, Repair Therapeutics Inc. stocks. What I will do, I will sell TK uh, when the market's open. I will try to get Repair Therapeutics as cheap as I can. Currently ranked as a hold candidate at uh, StockInvest.us. Totally, totally agree to this evaluation. There is not a clear buy. It's not a clear sell. This is one of the cases that maybe will be. I looked at much better, better stocks uh, indeed, but only showing upsides of 5 to 10%. And in just a few weeks, I want to do much more than that to see if we can have a grand final of the year and do the things that we set forth a few months back when I started this portfolio. That's all for today. Uh, I hope you got something out of uh, the podcast. Thank you to all uh, listeners. Uh, you at Spotify and uh, you at YouTube. Remember, the YouTube version is where I will post the comments what price I will sell uh, and what price I would buy. So you can see uh, for yourself that these trades are real. I will show you uh, some results a bit later, actually of how it is doing but in general we've only been following the market hardly making anything more than in general had a few good trades then we had a few slow trades now we have to gear up i hope i'll not be too wrong about this week's trade in repair therapeutics i wish for you the absolutely best week that you can have that when uh, you hopefully will be back next week your portfolio is much greener it was before the start of the week. Expect a bit jumpy week with the uh, quarter results, uh, a lot of economic numbers. 
but it just makes for better trading opportunities. Until next week, have the best of the week. Bye. Welcome to StockInvest.us Stock Analysis. We remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money, and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. You should not base your investment decision upon StockInvest.us. By using the information you agree and are held liable for your own investment decisions.